0: would turn in your Bibles to John chapter 4, and I'm going to read just a few verses um, kind of in the middle of the chapter there, starting at verse 24. John 4, 24 and following, and reading in Jesus' name. God is spirit, and this is Jesus speaking. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to Jesus, I know that Messiah is coming, he who is called Christ. When he comes, he will tell us all things. Jesus said to her, I who speak to you am he. Father, we thank you for your words, and we ask that you would speak to us through them today. Thank you for your son, Jesus, and Jesus, thank you that you came. Thank you for the... Thank you that you are the Messiah. You are the Christ. And we pray that you would help us to to believe that and trust our lives to your hands. Um, Jesus, we pray today in your name. Amen. Please be seated. So as Jesus as Jesus is speaking here, he's this is the part that we know of as the Jesus with the Samaritan woman, the woman at the well. And so, as Jesus and his disciples are walking, as they're traveling across the course of the, or across the, the lay of the land, they're, they're traveling and they come to Samaria. Now, in Samaria, in, in Israel, Israel, Jerusalem is down in the, the kind of in the, towards the southern part of it, and, and then Galilee's up further into the north, and Samaria lies in between. And right, and we, it's, as history, points out we we read and know that that the Samaritans were or a, a people that the Jewish people hated and it's it's ironic that the Jewish people hated them because they were part Jewish um, but they were not they, they had been captured the Israel had been um, controlled by Assyria and these the Syrians brought people in the Assyrians in to live in the land and, and so these the Samaritans were people that were were the offspring of samaritans or of assyrians and uh, and jewish people and so they were they were despised by the jews and yet as we read this account we read that that this the woman at the well that that they understood they understood the judeo mindset and the, and the religion and they and they understood that the messiah was coming and so they were, they were worshiping, and, and so religiously they were, they were much the same as the Jewish people. Um, ethnically, they, they had a lot of the same blood as the Jewish people, but they were despised. Often people would even go around that region so they wouldn't have to travel through it. Um, Jesus and his disciples, they went straight through it. As they're going through there, they sit, Jesus sits down at the well, and, and they sit there, and the disciples, they, they're going to go into town and buy food. And they're going to they're gonna eat their lunch at this well in Samaria. And so Jesus is sitting there, and the Samaritan woman comes to him, comes to get water, and Jesus starts speaking to her. And she's, she's like, what's the matter with this guy? Can't she see that I'm different? No Jew, no, no, no good Jew would talk to, to a Samaritan and I'm a woman? This guy is crazy, right? That, that has to be going through her mind. Middle East, 2,000 years ago, they, well today they, it's likely that you wouldn't talk to, well not in Israel so much, but in other parts of the Middle East, you, a man wouldn't talk to a strange woman. And so, so this wouldn't this would have been strange in and of itself. And now, now there's a Samaritan woman. I don't know racially what they looked like or features what the features looked like that would have been given that she that he would have known she was a Samaritan. Maybe just because she was in the region, Um, but she knew he was a Jew. So I I don't know features how they how they could see that or know that just by sight. But but somehow it was obvious. And so she looks at him and she says, "You're asking me, a woman, for water." And and so Jesus says, "Yeah, but if you had know, if you knew who I was, you would ask me. You would ask me." And she's got and now she's really now she's really dumbfounded. She's like, i um, sorry, buddy, but you've got nothing to draw water with. You know what? How what are you, you going to do it?" How are you going to give me water, when when you've got nothing to draw it out of? And and she, you know, and then she's like, "Are you greater than our are you greater than our ancestor Jacob that that you can that you can give water?" You know, and Jesus is like, "Yeah, if you knew who I was, if you knew who I was." And, and through this through the discourse that they had and the conversation that they had. Um, Jesus is talking to her, and then she says where we read today. And she says those words. She says, I know that the Messiah is coming, the Christ. The Messiah, the one who's coming to save, to save the people from their sins. She knows He's coming. He's been prophesied and and the people know that the Savior is coming. And she says, He's coming, and Jesus answered to her. Right? He didn't beat around the bush at all. He says, I am the one you're talking to? I'm He. I am He. So who is He? He's the Messiah. He's the Savior of the world. You know, as we, as we over the last week celebrated, celebrated the death and, and the crucifixion, the suffering and death, and the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, we, we remember back and we, we remember to the, to the great price He paid on the cross for our sins. He he took our sins to the cross, and he was the sacrifice. He was the payment. He made atonement, payment for your sins. And then we remember that the grave couldn't hold him, right? And and we worship, and we celebrate, and yes. Because we we have forgiveness of sins, and we have eternal life because Messiah came. The Savior came. The Christ came. And he came and and he was a man, humble. Born in a stable, right? Born in poverty. Born so that anyone could come. And he came and he lived. And he got tired and sat beside a well. And And he drank water. And he ate food. And he was tempted, just like we are. Yet he knew no sin. As we we go over these next few weeks, we're going to look at the the Bible passages that that deal with the the I am's, where Jesus says, I am. I am the bread of life. I am the the living water. I am am the door. Um, We're going to look at some of these I am's. We're going to look at the passages and just kind of unfold them. As we look at this one where Jesus says, I am he. We we see also included in here is in in this passage in this understanding of who Jesus is. We're going to see that Jesus is someone who reaches out, who reaches out to the needy, who reaches out to those to those who are oppressed and those who are hurting, and and he is our example. We are to follow him, so we should do the same. So so as we look at this passage in, in this story of the. Jesus with the woman at the well. We're going to look at that. The disciples they came to Jesus and they urged him. They said, "Eat." Right? Well, first of all, they were questioning amongst themselves. They're saying, um, "What's going on? He's he's talking to a woman." They didn't ask him. Right. They just they just they just amongst themselves and in their mind they're like, "What's he doing?" Yeah. So they say, instead of asking the question, they say, eat. And he says, I have food to eat that you do not know about. Now the disciples are saying to each other again, has anyone brought him something to eat? Jesus said, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Then he goes on and he says, do you not say that there are yet four months until the harvest? so as he, as he goes, he says, "My work, my food, is so much more than just physical food. My food is to to fulfill the calling that God's given to me. God has given me this calling, and to go and and now look at all of the fields, look at God's work that's out here, and and go and go and reap the harvest. We can't help but look. We can't help but look around us today." We can't help but look, we can look across the world, around the world, and we can definitely see that there's a harvest that's ripe. But we can look, we can look right here, and there is a harvest that's ripe. You, it, it seems like, and, you know, and this is probably a, a statement of my age, but it seems like yesterday, our whole culture was different there was a there was a uh, christian churched unchurched not not christian alike had a had a different moral standing standard we we live in a time where where up is down and down is up and east is west and you know it's just topsy turvy right it, things have changed and we look at the world, and sometimes, sometimes as Christians and in the church, we go, oh, those outside the church. <laughs> but Jesus says, look at them. They're in need. See, who did Jesus go to when he, when he came and when he's given this instructions to his disciples? He went to the Samaritan woman, the woman that was hated. Right? As, as Jesus talked to, as Jesus told the disciple of the good parable, or the, told the disciple told the parable of the good Samaritan, you know, as he asked the question, who was his neighbor? Remember when they came and they passed by and then the Samaritan came and, and bandaged him up and took care of the, the, the guy that had been mugged? And he said, who was the disciple? And, and the Pharisee couldn't even say the Samaritan. He just said, I suppose the one who patched him up. Right. He couldn't even say it. And this is who Jesus went to. right? Think about, think about in, the, in, the, in the course of the Gospels and, and we read about where Jesus is sitting, sitting and eating, well, he's probably reclining and eating, and, and the woman comes in and washes his feet. And, and you know, the Pharisees are like, doesn't he know what kind of woman this is? And Jesus went, to the, Jesus went to, to the lost with the message of hope with a message of forgiveness and salvation. I heard, a, I heard a pastor tell the story, and I don't know, I, I can only tell you a little bit of what he said, but he was talking about, he was talking about um, how the deacon or elder, whatever his church hierarchy was, one of the church board, the, the spiritual leaders in the, in the church, came and questioned him. As to why he was spending so much time, he was going fishing and and just spending time with this guy. And he says, Don't you know that he's not a Christian? And the pastor's like, Yeah. He says, I'm bringing him, I'm trying to bring Jesus to him. And and, and it was just a foreign thing. and boy probably consciously we're all like well yeah we should go out into the world we should be a part of that but you know there's a part of us that that just tries to keep them maybe at arm's length way too much and Jesus says i'm going to the i'm going to the ones who are the most needy and that's where he went pastor michael brant and i know he's been here for special meetings and and many of you know uh, know him, but I remember him telling telling the story. He says, "You know, as, as people lament our world growing darker and our culture growing dark darker, and and and, and sin being more prevalent," he says. He says, "It's so great. I think it's I think it's great because my little light shines a whole lot brighter." And you think, as a, in in darkness, a little light shines bright. You know, a a, a night light. If we plugged a nightlight in here, there'd be a little light, but it wouldn't shine so bright, right? But if you put it in a dark room, boy, it shines at night and you can see where you're going and, and it's helped just a little light. And the darkness shines bright. Jesus went, Jesus went to the world and, and, he, and he says the fields are ripe for harvest. Hmm. Can we go? Can we go do some... Do some harvesting? Maybe we need to plant. Can we be a part of growing God's kingdom? How? Not can we, but how can we? Yes, as a congregation. How can we spread the good news? How can we spread the gospel of Jesus Christ? But individually, as we make up that congreg- this congregation, as we are a part of the, the greater body, how do, we, how do we serve? Who do we bring the light to? If we go down to verse 39... Many Samaritans from that town believed in Jesus because of the woman's testimony. Now this is a woman who had been married several times. She was, she was living with a guy that wasn't her husband. He says, the one you're with is not your husband. She, and, and Jesus came and He told her all about her life. And she went, to her, she went to her community. She went to her village. And she told them what Jesus had done. She told him, This guy told me everything that I was, and she, she told all about me. He knows all about me. And, and she started telling him about, about this hope that Jesus was giving and, the, and this life giving water. And, the, the, and she went in and she told him, and they're like, Oh, could it be? And many believed. Because of her testimony. She wasn't some great theologian. She wasn't the Pharisee, one of the leaders of the, of the community or of the church. She was, she was, in all essence, in the culture and in the time, she was nothing. And yet, Jesus came into her life. And she just shared that, and people came to know Jesus. And they began to believe in Him and trust in Him and follow Him. And they came out to Him and they said, let us know. Give us of this water. Many believed because of that. And then they came to Jesus and they, and they, and they questioned Him and He stayed and He taught them. And then in verse 42, they said it to the woman, it's no longer because of what you said that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. See, see as she came and she told them, she introduced them to Jesus, and they said, oh, wow, we're going to go follow. We're going to go see, and we're going to examine. And, we're gonna, and they came. And they were enticed by, by, by her message and by what Jesus had done in her life. And that was the only message they gave. And then they came and they and they met Jesus for themselves, and their lives were forever changed. Their eternity was changed. Who is He? He's the one who loves. He's the one who loves the unlovable. He's the one who loves the unloving. Who is he? He's the Messiah. The one who carried your sins to the cross. The one who changes lives. The one who picks you up. Who is he? The one who cleans off your knees when you fall and skin your knees. The one who picks you up and holds you. When life's when life's hit you hard. Who is he? He's the one that knows all about you. Knows, knows from when you were, before you were born to now and all the things that have happened. And he says to his disciples, go. Go into the world. And gather this harvest. Go go tell people. Go tell the people that are that are hurting. The, go tell people who are who are who don't feel that they have any hope. Go tell them that there's hope in me. Go tell them that, that there's life in Jesus. Go tell, go tell them. Because they need it, Jesus. Maybe there's some maybe there's some pain in your life, some hurt in your life. Maybe there's a sin in your life or maybe maybe you haven't just gotten this whole Jesus thing. Come to him. His his arms are outstretched. And then when you do know him, just like the just like the woman at the well, she didn't she didn't go to she didn't go to school for you know, six years or two years or four years. or She just went and told. Just go tell. Just go tell what Jesus has done, how He's, how he's picked you up. How He's given you hope. Let's pray. Father in heaven, we're grateful. We're grateful for a son, for your son. We're grateful for the work that you've um, done in our lives. We pray today, Jesus, that you would reveal yourself to us. We ask, Jesus, that you would help us to know you, help us to walk with you, and then help us to tell others about you. We pray that you would open our, open our eyes to see your truths, open our, our hearts to believe your truths, open our minds that we can understand them, and then we pray for willing hands to do your works, um, willing feet to go where you'd have us to go, and willing mouths that we would speak your truths. Jesus, we, we pray for those around us. We have friends and we have family that are, that are lost and walking in darkness, and they need you. Help us, to shine, help us to shine the light of you, Jesus, brightly to them. Jesus, we pray in your name. Amen.